Yes Have Some podcast is brought to you by Carnivorous Creations, your one-stop shop for all of your proton pack building needs. If you're in the market for a proton pack, head to carnivoruscreations.com. That's carnivorous with a K. You're going to find aluminum motherboards, resin parts, fiberglass shells, and a whole lot more. Find them on Facebook at Carnivorous Creations or head straight to carnivoruscreations.com. Remember carnivorous with a K and get started on an authentic screen accurate proton pack. Do you want some uh, coffee, Mr. Tully? Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. We got one! It's time for another episode of Yes, Have Some Podcast. Look at him in really bad shape. Come on, please. Please. Your weekly pop culture therapy session. Give me, give me, give me. I need, I need. Subscribe on iTunes by searching for Yes Have Some in the iTunes store or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash yeshavesomecast. Sick vandalism. That is a deliberate mutilation of a public service message. And now, hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed with your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. We're mutants. There's something wrong with us. Something very, very wrong with us. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 48 of Yes Have Some Podcast. My name is Craig Goldberg, and I'm with Abigail Gardner. Hello. And Jacob Walsh. Hi, guys. Hey. Oh, man, thank, I was getting so serious for a second. Yeah, that was serious. <laughs> what is this, NPR? Oh, oh. No. no. Troy Benjamin does his NPR. Uh, uh, he uh, The... What was it? Ghostbusters Cross Rip, the podcast this week. They did an interview with Robin Shelby. His, um, Troy's American Life. What was that? What is there the a Terminator fuck was Jake? that? <laughs> what was it? You got to tell us. No, it was just my phone. Oh, okay. I thought you sounded were... satanic. Um, speaking it of... was. It was definitely satanic. Was that Linda Blair? Is she calling? <laughs> She's calling. Yeah, that's her. You? That's her, uh, her text tone when she calls me. Yeah. Cool. Uh, but, but let me finish my plug. Ghostbusters, Interdimensional Crossrip, Troy Benjamin, Robin Shelby. Go listen to it. It was great. Very nice. Uh, we loved them. Um, and now back to Terminator. Uh, I had a running <laughs> thing going at work yesterday. People were talking. Okay, so I was at work, and I was in the lunchroom, and everybody was talking about theme parks. And, of course, like I'm an elitist asshole, and everyone's just talking about stuff and getting facts wrong, and I'm just sitting there quietly, just not wanting to chime in and have an in-depth conversation about uh, the Tower of Terror with people who are lesser than <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you, do, you don't want to step your toe in there. Uh, but uh, I did have a funny joke about how it's like, oh, yeah, I love Universal Studios. Like, Terminator 2 3D, it's cool. Like, Skynet takes over every day at 10 o'clock, <laughs> noon, <laughs> 2, Then they let up, yeah, and they fun. take yeah. over again. Uh, so we love theme parks. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, welcome to uh, Yes Have Some. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. You're pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. I wish I was at Universal Studios. Me too. Yeah. But I have to uh, wait till April, so. Yes Have Some, the ride. What would that be? Is that happening? Yeah. Uh, it. What would that be? Would it just literally be okay? It would be people driving through on like Walgreens? little, you know, Walmart? like a tram car, just looking at our collections and listening to us talk about how much better our collections are. I think so. Yeah, and then yeah. I think there should be a tour. It would just be us being assholes. Yeah. Yeah, and then we take everyone to Toys R Us, Walgreens, and Walmart at the end. <laughs> It would no, the yes have some ride would be us searching for Dan Aykroyd inside of a Walgreens. <laughs> it's a dark ride. It's great. Uh, it's a fully immersive experience. It's very immersive. Yeah. Um, 
the actual ride. So that would be the ride, okay? What would the Yes Have Some Reality Tour be? Because I think I know what it would be. Oh, well, it'd be the here. three of us driving silently looking for a restaurant. <laughs> all just kind of mad. Oh, and hungry. that has vegan options. Uh, oh. uh, no, what do you guys want, Mexican? <laughs> that wouldn't be as fun. <clears throat> what would be fun is the dark ride, though. So the yes, have some ride. Like, it's kind of cold in there. and like Kind of romantic. Kinda ro- I want it to be like E.T., but instead of on a bike, oh, yeah. you're just in a CVS shopping cart. <laughs> Uh, and uh, looking for Dan Aykroyd, and he, but what if yep. he appeared like in confrontation? It was like a giant blues brother. He was Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> he's oh, twenty man. feet tall, <laughs> and he's just like grabbing the tram car. And dude, that would be amazing. Yeah, John Yercaba, please draw this. Make this. Can we is. hold on really quick though? Can there be a splash uh, spe- ending? That I don't know of about. John, yeah, no, that's gonna just happen. Like speaking Jurassic of John, ride? I want to say, uh, yeah, let's do that. Um. I want to say thank you to John Yercaba. It was my birthday oh. last week, and, and he drew this really cool picture uh, of me, like, running from a ghost uh, King Kong, basically, and it, and it was amazing. So uh, that guy's awesome. Thanks, dude. dude. It's thank a you, special feeling when John Yercaba does a birthday drawing. Oh, I cried dude, when it happened I'm not going to – hey, I'm not going to lie. Like, all day my birthday – that's what I was looking for. I was yeah. like, "Man, where's that John your car at?" I was like, "It's coming." I know. I was like, "I know it's coming." I'm waiting coming. for it. Yeah. I was excited. And yeah. then you keep peeking at it like it's a picture of Jonathan Taylor Thomas all day. <laughs> hey, so gives you that same feeling. John your good friend of the podcast. He did a birthday picture for Abby. Yeah. And he did mm-hmm. a birthday picture for Jake. My birthday's coming up, but more than anything, I want. The, Are you making like a plea for what the you plea want? of what you we were just ask. talking about? The you Dan. Can't tell him. What no, he's the, an artist. Oh, okay. You're, you're talking about for the Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, the Dan Frontation oh, okay. is oh, what I want to call it. Dan Frontation. Oh my oh, god, god that's brilliant. In the dark. So we're in CVS shopping carts. There's okay. a giant Blues Brothers Dan Aykroyd <laughs> swinging at us, and then I think the end of the ride. You know, the end of the ET ride. You go to his home planet. Yeah. At the end of this ride, you go to Dan Aykroyd's home planet, mm. and, and there's luscious waterfalls of Crystal Head <laughs> vodka mm-hmm. flowing, uh, and he says your name. He calls you Cadet. And the Sharpies <laughs> grow on trees. <laughs> it's a really good autograph. It doesn't smudge. Oh, God. It would this be great. perfect. Um, I love theme park fan fiction. Dan Frontation. It's um, good. There's a lot of it. It's just good. So, well, cool. So, uh, we got a fun show. So, um... <laughs> We uh, we talked with uh, uh, our new friend. Uh, we have a new friend. Yeah, we made a friend. Uh, Zach Oat, uh, the uh, the marketing guy, the main marketing person uh, at Diamond Select Toys. He's yeah. an official mm-hmm. title that Abby's about to read to me. Yeah. I mean, um, if I had it on a file. Uh, no, he's a document. He, he's Zach Oat. He's the main guy at Diamond Select. He handles all their social media. He's at Toy Fair. He's the one doing all the reveals. His interview was very professional. Yeah, I can't so find it right now. We um, we talked to him. We talked to him for about an hour. So that's going to be coming up here in just a few minutes. Uh, we talked about a lot of cool stuff, man. We talked about um, marketing supervisor. We talked about the position of marketing supervisor. Worth the wait. We just defined <laughs> it basically. So. Um, no, we talked about Ghostbusters Select. Uh, you know, Back to the Future. Vinny mates, mini mates, uh, and Guardians uh, of the Galaxy statues. Yeah, it was cool. We took a we took a peek into what it was like to uh, to work for an awesome toy company, what the day to day is like, and uh, uh, he was really generous with his time. So thank you so much to Zach. Uh, mm-hmm. 
it was a lot of fun. And yeah, that- he's super cool. He was on the other side, like, interviewing and working for Toy Fair magazine for a long time, and now he's, like, working for the toy company, so it's it's very cool. Yeah, and he's, he's a, a collector, really cool so we, we did some uh, nerdy toy talk. It was mm-hmm. good. It was good stuff. Yep. Yep, yep. Um, so that'll be coming up here in a few, but, uh, yeah, I'm just feeling good. I'm feeling relaxed. We have a lot going on. We got this big trip coming up. Yeah, I'm uh, stressed about the trip. You stressed? We have so many things that we want to do. Like, literally over the last 24 hours, I feel like Jake and I have texted so many submissions of, like, ideas of where we want to go. I've been on Atlas Obscura, like, nonstop. And uh, we got tickets to see John Fogarty in Vegas. So I'm going to see Bad Moon Rising played. And then, like, three days later, Ooh. we're going to be staying at the Stanley. And I now have my Stowington Eagles t-shirt ordered. And I'm hoping that it ships in time. If not, Jake, you're going to be at our house. So you may have to pick it up for me. But I am so ready to, like, live and find Stephen King all across the country and find little Easter eggs and go to, like, film locations and do shit together. And, like, I'm just... I hope there's enough time because I feel like my list of things that I want to do is, like, really long. And, like, I have no idea of what we could actually, like, fit in. But I'm just so excited. No, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. We're going to do a lot. We're going to go to the Stanley Hotel. Do a little ghost tour. Got our tickets. We got the 6 p.m., like, early bird ghost tour. There's, like, an 8 p.m. available. But it's going to be just as scary. Yeah. But (laughs) if you think about it. At 6 p.m. Oh, we get to bed at a decent hour. Yeah, exactly. God, I'm not sleeping. Yeah. Just so everyone knows, I'm staying up the whole night. Staying up I'm all night. I'm going in the kitchen. <laughs> There's, okay. Okay. All right. I was watching the miniseries and trying to figure out if that was filmed inside, but I think the interior shots were somewhere else. Either way. I mean, the interior shots of the Shining miniseries look like they were at, uh, um, like, uh, they look like a home video. It's not. <laughs> from, like, just someone's house. It's just not my Danny. It's not my um, Danny Torrance. But, uh, so, like that, we, yeah, we got this trip coming up. Uh, we got some new trailers out. Uh, Jake, did you see that Alien trailer? Yeah, I did. I've watched it a couple times. Are we talking about it? Let's talk, yeah, about, let's it. talk about it. Let's do it. Would you? Uh, I thought it, dude. I think it was a much better trailer than the first trailer that came out. Not saying the first trailer was bad. I might have said those words before, mm-hmm. uh, but this trailer is amazing. Like, it, I mean, we get everything. We get the aliens. We get the tone. We get a little bit of the story. A little bit, you know, we know a little more of what we're in for. A little um, bit of romance? I thought, I thought it was good. Yeah, a little yeah. bit of romance uh, between a face hugger and uh, That's somebody else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What did you guys think? Yeah, yeah, I thought it looked amazing. We watched it probably like four times in a row. Um, I think the characters look really cool. I think visually it just, it, it grabs you. It looks, I'm really fucking excited. There hasn't been a point where I haven't been excited for this because I like Danny McBride a lot. Um, and he seems like he's going to actually, he's going to be funny and there's no concern over that. So, um, and then, yeah, the actual like Xenomorph looks amazing and like so, so scary. And that scene where I don't know the actress's name, but, uh, she's got the short haircut. She's got the gun. Like she's like Mm -hmm. flailing from the ship on a rope or whatever. That is like, that, that looks amazing. I can't wait to see that shit happen live. So yeah, it's cool. It looks like kind of an amalgamation of, uh, alien aliens and then like, kind of the slick uh, nature of Prometheus. Like, it definitely... Right. You get... Uh, it feels in-universe, and it feels... Uh, I like the crew. I like the setup for the crew. Mm-hmm. I like that they're all going to colonize, like, a planet or whatever, and that they're all couples. Yeah. Uh, it's just kind mm-hmm. of... You want to like the crew, because you know you're going to lose most of them, and you want those <laughs> to be, like, meaningful losses, right? right. So it's right. good yeah. to like the crew. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I, I think Alien... And guys, it's sneaking up on us. It's coming out in May. So, yep. um, we, we, we're going to be 
seen a new Alien movie here soon enough, and then NECA's doing a whole series of figures uh, on Alien Covenant. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It, Jake, to you, does it feel more like Alien or Aliens? <clears throat> well, uh, you know, it, it seems... The t- to me, it seems more like Alien. Uh, the thing... You know what? I'll, I'll throw this out there. And this isn't, like... This isn't a concern. This isn't a criticism or a complaint. I know there are some people out there that... Um, maybe think we shit talk CGI too much. And uh, this isn't me talking bad about anything. You're just hashtag just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Um, did it feel weird at all for you guys to see, like, the CGI xenomorph running around? Like, I I think it looks good. But it's almost weird to me because... But you know, even if you don't if you don't count the the Alien versus Predator movies, the last time we got, you know, a good quality film with an alien in it was probably Alien. What was Alien Three? Right? I don't was Alien Resurrection even? It was barely out that long, and there and there's some CGI in that, but still, most of those movies have a lot of, you know, suit actors, practical effects, and. When I think of like a CGI alien, I just think of the Alien versus Predator movies, right. which are awful. Mm-hmm. And uh, so seeing like the trailer for Alien Covenant, it looks a lot like Prometheus. There are these really big, like beautiful shots, you know, of just the the planet they're on, and 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 it and it just feels really good to see. And then you get like the CGI alien running around, and I don't, and it's not bad. I don't think it looks bad. I think it looks good, but it, it but it almost like uh, it took me back just a little bit. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, well, and I mean, sure, it's it's probably more practical and cheaper and easier, and especially they have the alien doing things that you know a man in a suit could not do. Right. Makes it makes complete sense to me. Like I said, I'm not complaining about it. <laughs> it was just it was just like a, it just did something in my brain, and I was like, kind of not expecting it, and. Cool. Well, if that now, alien starts slowly driving a car around a neighborhood and, like, pursuing teenagers, Drake's going to feel even weirder. Uh, all right. Now that, I'll watch that. I'll now watch that, that, that watch one I'll watch. Now that we got Jake's uh, positive, optimistic take. Super positive vibes. Uh, Jake, how do you really feel about that CGI alien? <laughs> do you want it running around? I'm good with it. Guys, yeah, did I did that come off as me like no, talking no. shit about CGI? No, if he got his hand That's on the, the phone thing. to call the hotline. Once you have it in the script that the uh, the alien is going to be like flailing about yeah. on top There's of the There's just shit. nothing else There's you the, can what do. What else are you yeah. going to do? Yeah. Unless you get uh, like our good friend Hal Clay to put on his alien suit. And, and he do would it. do it. He would, he would definitely do it. Do it. They do should it. have done that. He would do it. Um, yeah. I'm, I, I'm like that being said, like I'm super so- excited about Alien, and I really liked Prometheus. Um, and I think this is going to be a good uh, to answer your question about what it feels like. It feels a lot like a sequel to to Alien and a sequel to Prometheus. It's it just it looks like it fits perfectly, you know, in between those films. And uh, I think we're going to get some good backstory that maybe makes sense, maybe makes even more sense than. Prometheus made out of it. Maybe it'll make yeah. Prometheus even better. Like you never know. Yeah. Um, Fill in some blanks, right? That'd be cool. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna wa- I'm gonna rewatch Prometheus. I'm gonna, I want to rewatch uh, rewatch all these Alien movies before. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. 
And uh, but yeah, I'm excited. I hey, let's it, watch them on the road. Let's do it. Sounds good. Um, so that's gonna be good. And then um, you know what I just realized, guys? Mm-hmm. Uh, we are when we release this episode, it'll be the one year anniversary of the Ghostbusters trailer being released. Wow. Oh wow. Can you believe that? Holy that crap. is insane. A year it, ago, it does kind of like because as we're preparing for this trip, we're going shopping, getting clothes. Thinking about those things, it feels a little nostalgic, and I do have that, like, it feels familiar, because this time of year we were scrambling to get across the country, so. Yeah. But you know what? This trip, I'm really excited about it. Really I excited. like it. And just listen, like we got the doing. new Aliens trailer, and we got the new Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. Both of them are just getting a huge backlash, just like Ghostbusters. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like exactly the same. Um, no, they're not. The, reac- the reaction is very positive. <sighs> Uh, well, that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 trailer looks, like, just about perfect. Whatever that planet is that they go to, it looks like Emerald City, like, Wizard of Oz territory, and, like, the whole Gamora and Nebula, like... I don't want to spoil anything, but I read that that might be... Uh, I can't wait to see that story unfold, so... That might be Dan Aykroyd's home planet in, the, in Guardians. He's gonna be there? I don't know, I mean... <laughs> the Dan Experience? What was it called? Yeah, the... Well, uh, Dan Frontation's Dan the name Frontation. of the ride. okay. His gotcha. home planet is called uh, Crystal Hediga. Oh. And it's, um, it's just, you know what? It's just good sci fi. It's I just think. really well written yeah. sci fi. Yeah, well, it's very well written, yeah. Um, well thought out. All the, so- all the songs are really catchy. Yeah, mm. All the songs are blues. American, I love a sci fi musical. American blues tracks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you just get to Dan Aykroyd's planet, planet, like Aretha Franklin's just there with like a whole She's band. there, yeah. Oh, guys, Blues Brothers is legitimately so good. It is. It so is good, good. yeah. Um, so cool, uh, Jake. Did you see the Guardians trailer, the new one? I did, man. I loved it. Um, that that movie looks really fun, and the whole trailer. I, you know, someone someone uh, spoiled it for me about uh, a certain someone appearing in that trailer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So like the whole time, I was like, "Where is he? Where is he?" It's about I Baby see Groot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, though, when Baby Groot's got, like, that little bowl of M&M's and, like, uh, Star-Lord tells him to put his seatbelt on. And then when he's, like, saying hi to Gamora at that yeah, point. Yeah, that oh, was my favorite that is part, yeah. the best. Like, I know James yeah. Gunn has cats. And, like, I feel like you just feel like you're, a lot of those characters have little cat things that they do. And, like, it's just so right. adorable. Like, I'm you're reminiscent. in the middle of an intergalactic war. Like, hey. And Groot's, like, just waving at you for no right. reason. Right, well, he's, like, maturing <laughs> as a tree, mm-hmm. like, intellectually. Yeah. So, you know. He's going to be um, immature. He's going to be cute. Ooh, what was that movie a couple years ago uh, where they followed, like, a boy, like, his whole life and filmed it? Boyhood. Boyhood. Boyhood right. They should do that. Groothood. I think <laughs> that's the plan for this whole movie. They should have a Groot movie that they they film over the next 15 years. With Ethan Hawke. With Ethan Hawke. Wasn't he in? I think so. I, I don't think know. So. Uh, Groothood. Uh, <laughs> it's a coming-of-age tale. Um, yeah, let me... You really see him branch out. Uh, he really puts his roots down. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um, right. Photosynthesis. <laughs> He's okay. just naming plants. I was going to say. Just naming plants. There you yeah. go. Okay. Uh, it's, cool. it's good. So, Science. yeah, Guardians looks amazing. It looks like it's so much fun. And uh, yes. spo- we'll, we'll mention that certain someone that Jake was talking about, but we'll give a spoiler alert. If you don't want to know any spoilers about Guardians of the Galaxy, it's Carrie Russell. It's Carrie Russell. No, it's um, it's not Carrie Russell. It's her twin brother, Kurt Russell. 
And uh, he's uh, Ego the Living Planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's playing Star-Lord's father, which was revealed in the trailer. Everybody knew that. And he looks badass. Like, yeah. he looks awesome. We he looks yeah, like he right always in. does. He just always looks like a badass. I'd hang out with him. My favorite, yeah. I, have I talked about like this? Like a dad. On the uh, podcast, so during the filming of Hateful Eight, the scene where um, Daisy Damagoo is playing the uh, the acoustic guitar, uh-huh. and then Kurt Russell's character, the hangman, gets really mad at her, and he smashes the guitar. Right. Um, so that guitar was an antique, one-of-a-kind guitar that was loaned uh, to the set, and it was supposed to be replaced, uh, and it was not replaced for that scene, and Kurt Russell destroyed it. Yeah, it was it was like priceless. That well, guitar like was literally priceless. The pieces with the story of Kurt Russell destroying it for a Quentin Tarantino <laughs> movie because that would like amp up the price in my book. So yeah, that's even scarier. Like, hey man, hey man's gonna hang you, <laughs> and he'll also take your priceless antiques and destroy them. Uh-huh. Uh, um, he's a bad dude. Um, so yeah, we love Kurt Russell and, uh, yeah, Guardians just, yeah. It, it, and those Diamond Select statues look amazing. Yeah, we're, we talked about too. those with, um, with Zach coming up, we'll, we'll, uh, you guys will hear that. But the, um, the thing about it, the first couple Guardians trailers were good. I, I was never, like, worried about it, but I didn't get a great sense of, of what the, the movie was going to really be, other than it's just another Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Well, I think that the dialogue that they that was woven in the uh, trailer was really highlighting that, like, uh, how this is going to be about family ties and, like, the conflict, uh, because Nebula says that thing about, like, how you guys all seem like you hate each other, like, you're not friends, and then I don't remember who says it, yeah, but, like, like, no, us. we're family. Yeah. Right, exactly, which I think... That's going to be the thoroughfare, like, the real, like, heart connection that you have with this movie. Like, whatever happens with the plot and that kind of thing. Because, like, that's how the first movie was for me. Like, Thanos and all that bullshit. Like, whatever. Like, I, I, I cared much more about, like, the story of these misfits finding each other and how their friendship saved, you know, the galaxy. And, like, that's what we're going to see again happen here. And I think there's, like, real emotional stuff that's being explored, which I totally tap into. And I'm extremely excited about it. I think this trailer actually got me more excited than the ones prior. I was listening to the soundtrack on my walk this week and getting super jazzed up. Um, I just, I can't wait for this movie because it is special and it's beautiful and spectacular and James Gunn is a god among men and I'm just really excited for this. So, And I'm going to spend all the money on those Diamond Select figures, the uh, statues, the PVC statues. Whoa. I'm like setting the money hey, aside I'm, now. Speaking of god among men, if you get a James Gunn statue, I'm going to spray paint false god on it. <laughs> Granny's peach tea. Oh, we can't just spend every week bashing Batman versus Superman. It's yes, just it's so good. It's just so good. It's, just it's cool. We'll have a we'll have a new DC movie to bash soon soon enough. I guess. Um, well, cool. So lots of good movies coming up. We got this big trip coming up. We're going to be recording a podcast from the Stanley Hotel. Yep, staying um, up all night, which is really cool. And a lot of people know this. The Stanley Hotel. I heard. I read this. The Stanley Hotel has been in every Marvel movie with a little cameo. I think I read that somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I might have misread okay. something. I was, uh, 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 might want to check your information. You might want to check that but one. The Stanley Hotel was in Mallrats, though, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Abby's getting yeah. it now. You see what I'm doing there? Yeah, <laughs> yes, it's and, good. Uh, I'm there. The last fa- fun fact I have about the Stanley Hotel mm-hmm. is that it act the hotel itself, <laughs> Stanley Hotel, invented Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, I'm right there with y'all. Yeah. It's but are you sure that that, wait, but are you sure that wasn't the Jack Kirby Hotel? Whoa. <laughs> 
now I'm gonna go look that up. We have to stay there. So. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's fair game. It's good, good, good. Uh, cool. So no, Stanley Hotel. Going to the gift shop. I'm gonna have to pick some stuff up for some people. Yeah, I'm gonna kick out whoever's in room 217 so that I can go in there. I've already looked at pictures, so it's gonna be good. We should at least go knock on room 217. Yeah, and just. An interview. Hey, hey, is the dog boy in there? Oh God, we should, Roger. We should do a pop. Let him out. Hold on. We're gonna unmask. Unmask. Oh my God, I'm so excited. No, but they do have an actual functioning elevator. Like I've been looking at pictures. They've got like an old car inside. But is it full of blood? Uh, I mean, I hope so. I'm gonna bring some it's confetti gonna be. in. I'm gonna um, order a rare steak. I'm and reenacting make it full of everything. Blood. I've already thought about so it. So listen. If we're not staying in room 217, which I don't think we will be, we do have to make a pact to knock on the door of room 217 and interview who's ever staying in there for the yeah, podcast. Dude, they're going to we'll want it. it anyway. What if Stephen King is? The people who stay in this hotel are mostly horror fans from what I've read. Like, they do, they Probably. actually have, like, a, a ball that they put on, like, over Halloween, like an unmasking thing, and they have, like, a lot of events and stuff. So, I mean, oh. I'm sure that whoever's in there is going to be down, so. Yeah, I'm sure they want to be. Whoever's you know. got that room. What if Stephen King answers the door? <laughs> We all oh. run like little kids. I'm going to melt. We run away and giggle. Like, clean me up off yeah. the floor. <laughs> Just clean. <laughs> clean up. I'll have a Steven. <laughs> First of all, I have so many questions. Yeah. <sighs> like, hey, ma'am. Do you want to hang we out? We wanted to stay in this room. Yeah. Could you yeah. leave? <laughs> Will you switch rooms with us? <laughs> <laughs> well, cool, guys. So that was a good quick uh, rundown. Um, so we're going to get to this interview. Uh, unless you guys have anything else you wanted to cover before what we want to think about the interview. <laughs> um, we're going to get Richard Dreyfuss on someday. We yeah. know it. We know we're going to get his autograph, too. Uh, well, we can't, <laughs> for can't, us. We can't go there Just again. for us. Um, Linda Blair. So I do have to tell this story. Jake, uh, Yeah. My, uh, my friend Carrie was catching up on the podcast, and he finally heard the, the Linda Blair story. And uh-huh. I saw him, and he was like, hey, I have a question. And he, Jake, you've never met Carrie, so you guys don't know each other. But he's like, he's very practical. And he doesn't really deal with bullshit well, right? He likes to just see the world how it is, and if something's not right, he likes to address it. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about the Linda Blair thing, and he was like, hey, let me ask you this. Why didn't Jake just look at Linda Blair and tell her she's being fucking insane? <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, I was like, I, I think in the moment we were both like, just why so. Why didn't Linda Blair's mother do that in The Exorcist, right? Because <laughs> you can't. You just can't. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Next time that happens, we're going to give her. Next an time I see her, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, That's the plan. Yeah. The Linda <laughs> Blair. You know what? Project. But you know what I kind of want to do? I kind of want to just start going to conventions that she's going to be at. And just keep trying to get her to sign that statue. statue as if I've never done it before. <laughs> See how many times it takes her before she remembers that I'm the same person. See how many handlers you can get fired. Yeah. <laughs> so many handlers. Dude, what, we should start a yes, have some like scavenger hunt. What we do is we take that statue. We find mm-hmm. out we, we track Linda Blair every convention. We pick a listener in every city. We send them the statue and have them try it? to go get signed it. Yeah. Get it signed. Oh. And then when they get rejected, they but we have to come up with like a phrase like every time she goes, "Where did you get that?" It has to be something funny like the guests have some podcast sent me or something right. like that. Yeah. And, uh, wow, we'd really get her good with we'd that. We just get her. Oh yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. God, she'd, she'd probably be... get in touch with us like yeah, legally. She'd be having cold. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> 
cool. The traveling Pazuzu. I like it. <laughs> sisterhood. Oh, there it is. The sisterhood of the traveling Pazuzu. <laughs> Brought to you by Yes, I have some podcasts. Thanks, Linda Blair, for being so cool. Cool. Uh, yep. All right, cool. So we're going to get to this interview, and then after that, we'll wrap it up. Uh, so cool. stay tuned. Right now, the interview with Zacho from Diamond Select. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, enjoy. Special guest right now, Zach Oat from Diamond Select Toys. He's the marketing supervisor at Diamond Select, uh, one of our favorite toy companies. Obviously, we are all huge toy collectors. Uh, and being Ghostbusters fans, it's really a good time to be a toy collector. Uh, Zach, thanks for joining us, man. Oh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, um, I guess, you know, for our audience, they most of our audience is going to be familiar with Diamond Select. Uh, we've been talking about the select line of Ghostbusters figures for basically since we started over a year ago. Um, but why don't you go ahead and give us a little bit of background on uh, what you do and how you got uh, to Diamond Select and maybe a little bit what you're... Uh, what exactly is it that you do there? Yeah, what, what is your uh, day-to-day like? <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, well, I'm in charge of pretty much all um, external consumer communications. So that um, means... Not only am I the guy on the social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, uh, posting pictures and whatnot, I'm also on a lot of message boards, um, on a, usually on a daily basis, one message board or the other. And then um, I write all of our catalog text uh, for our previews catalog that Diamond Comics puts out, and then I write all of our packaging text, uh, and uh, I run our blog and... Um, uh, send out press releases and stuff like that. And I, I'm usually the guy who does interviews because uh, nobody else in the office wants to be on camera or have their voice recorded or anything like <laughs> that. So, um, for it. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I do like to talk. So, uh, so that's 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 me. But um, yeah, no, pretty much just uh, anything involving interaction with consumers. I, I don't really interact with the retailers that much. Um, there are, you know, Diamond Comics is our distributor, so they have a sales team that and customer service representatives who deal with that. I also oversee customer service for consumers, so um, I have a, a customer service rep who in the home office, and then I work out of the New York office, and um, home office is in Baltimore. But uh, I, I make sure that everybody, you know, if there's any problems, that we're addressing them, and uh, if there's something that uh, didn't come through for somebody, that we uh, take care of it. Very cool, very cool. Yeah, I think I first saw your name on the GB fans message boards when the when the select line was first coming out. Um, I thought it was really cool that you were on there uh, interacting with people, answering questions. Uh, and, you know, uh, not to be negative, but sometimes people in the uh, toy collecting community can be a little, uh, I don't know, hard to deal with, uh, to put it lightly, I think. Um, but uh, everybody kind of has their own expectations of uh, what what a toy line should be. I think people, it's like with anything, people get it in their head what, what it's going to be and if it's if it differs from that at all. Um, when you love something that much, right? <laughs> right. But um, man, I think it's awesome that you're on the message boards and that you're 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 there to answer questions because uh, we we always have lots of questions. So man, we really appreciate that. <laughs> oh, thank you. I I'm sure a lot of people don't like some of the answers I give, um, but uh, I try to be. You know, my, my boss Chuck is pretty honest in his Ask DST column where he answers questions all the time, and he's pretty honest at panels. You know that we're, that we do at the various shows at C2E2 in San Diego and New York, and um, so you know I've I've kind of felt comfortable being you know more or less blunt, not giving away all of our secrets, but you know I'll I'll, I'll tell people I'll, I'll try to you know tell people how it is, 
and uh, you know, some people don't necessarily like the answers, but um, you know, I, I unfortunately can't necessarily change some of the answers. But uh, yeah, no, I've I've, um, I've I've encountered all the most intense people from every <laughs> uh, every different fandom: Star Trek fandom, Ghostbusters fandom, uh, Battle Beasts fandom, um, Marvel fandom. It's a uh, it's a uh, you know, there's um there's people who feel strongly about everything. There's people who are really chill and relaxed about everything, and I. You know, I, I, I do, I'm a big DST booster, and I, I like DST before I worked for them. Um, but, uh, you know, I've also seen a lot of toys in my time, and I know that, um, you know, that uh, what we do is, is, of, is of good quality, and, you know, and, it's, uh, and that there's been a lot of stuff that hasn't been. And I think, I think what we do is good stuff. Well, I got to ask, you know, because we're deep into the Ghostbusters fandom. We're all franchise members. We we've got the proton packs and the the flight suits, and uh, we've been doing it a long time. So how do how do the Ghostbusters fans compare uh, to some? You know, you mentioned Star Trek and uh, and others. How, how how do they compare? How do we compare? I should say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Star Trek fans are very detail oriented, um, just because it's so much. Um, technology that's being presented with, and there's a, there's there that that cosplay has been going on, you know, and the just sort of attention to, you know, props and replicas has been going on for a long time, and you know, really, you know, just on the basis of how old it is, longer than than Ghostbusters, but yeah. also, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't know when exactly. Yeah, I mean, this is back to the '60s. Obviously, <laughs> there wasn't a lot of accurate prop replicas coming out in the '60s. A lot of the merchandise was pretty goofy, but. Um, but you know, people have been obsessing over it for for longer, and you get a lot of much older fans. And I'm, I'm sure there are older Ghostbusters fans as well. But I think overall, you know, the average age of Ghostbusters fans is younger than Star Trek fans. And I think, um, I, you know, I don't know when the 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 units, the regional groups, you know, really started cropping up in earnest and you know forming this you know global network of Ghostbusters legions. But uh, um, you know, since since then, it's it's um, it's definitely expanded a lot more, and 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 people have been a lot more detail oriented with their packs and stuff like that. So it's there is a lot of detail. There are detail oriented people there as well, and there are some people who I think are, um, you know, I, looking at the history of Ghostbuster collectibles, I don't know where the expectation of a really high quality <laughs> Ghostbuster collectible came from. There ha- there hasn't been a ton of them. Um, so, but I think uh, people are holding us to a very high standard, and we try to live up to that. Right. Um, but we can't obviously make everybody happy if they're expecting something you know that's not you know that's some, something if they're expecting maybe too much for the price point that we're offering you know right. we're not hot toys we're not um um we're not you know even even mattel's one-sixth figures where we're you know we're making a seven inch scale figure and we're trying to do it for you know bare figure fifteen dollars you know with this big diorama piece 25 and it's it's you know we, i think we put a lot of detail in um given what we're what we're working with in terms of you know pricing and costs yeah that diorama is a totally sweet payoff too once you get all those and once you put it together uh craig and i both have that in our house it's one of our favorite things so it's nice to have that yeah no it's uh i was lucky enough to get that today i I got the i was lucky enough to complete the set early so i got the i got to play it with it it, you know yeah uh, (laughs) i I, even now i've taken a bunch of pictures on it but i haven't really sat down and really gone to town and like created all the different scenes i still don't have um you know the alternate horns for the terror dog. I only mm-hmm. just recently got um, uh, the the taxi driver and the library ghost as working samples. So I, I'm looking forward to playing with those a little bit more. Very cool. Very and cool. I think I think some of those expectations become. I mean, it's multi uh, multifaceted. So one, it's fandom. So people just you know 
uh, that kind of exists within the the different fandoms, the hardcore fans. Um, but yeah, people wanted Ghostbusters figures based on the movies forever, and a lot of people were uh, either let down by uh, the Mattel line or just didn't. Uh, it just you know it wasn't for them. So um, you know, pe- you know, people are people. But we we love the Diamond Select figures. And uh, since you brought it up, when uh, when can we expect to see the uh, the terror dog and the library ghosts and the the taxi ghosts. When when are those going to be hitting stores? I don't think I've seen packaged final packaged samples of them yet. Usually we get those in about a month before um, before they ship to stores. So uh, before the, well before the the main shipment arrives in our warehouse and then our distributor Diamond gets them out to stores. So um, it's I think it's it's probably I think it's probably going to be in spring, but I don't think it's going to be this month in March. Um, so it might be April or May. Uh, but uh, I think we're planning on soliciting um, Ghostbusters Series Six um, in the next couple of months because I think um, I think we're getting pretty close to having uh, that pinned down. Uh, we're just still trying to finalize some approvals on some stuff, but you know we may we may end up shifting the lineup around a little bit. Okay, just Very to awesome. make sure that we Very can cool. we can keep things rolling out. Yeah. So um, before before we move on to well, I guess what we're talking about it right now, we can just ask you right there. So Toy Fair was a couple weeks ago. Um, we have never been to Toy Fair, but it, it just looks like so much fun. Is it as fun as the pictures would uh, have you believe, or is it stressful for you? Um, well, for me, it's uh, it's it can get a little um, a little uh, routine, and uh, because I'm I'm giving the same spiel to you know to everybody. You know, I say spiel, but I'm really just trying to tell everybody what everything is. Right. You know, some people just want to take the pictures. Some of the press just want to take the pictures. But um, you know, some want to do on camera interviews. So I I run down what everything is, you know, so to explain how it's going to be offered and when it's going to be available and, and what it is if it's a new product and um you know, so that that you know, I do that. <laughs> I have an appointment every half hour for uh, for a couple of days there and it, it can get a little grueling because it's a mm-hmm. it's a 9-hour day. But um but when you're press, it's uh, it's it's, uh, it's it's really hard work. I used to cover it as press, so I would have to, you know, if you don't make sure to book your enough time in between appointments, and you don't know how far apart the booths are from each other, it can be you know it's a mad rush from one place to another. You know, I see that the press you know are, are out of breath when they get to me because they're they're <laughs> right. running from one place to another. Right. But that was how it used to be back in the day. And back when I went, I didn't even really do the New York the Javits Center where you know everything's in the same place now. Back then, I would do you know the various toy buildings in the yeah, around um, I guess Madison Square Park, and that was a uh, that was that was tough because there were there were two buildings that were connected like on one floor and then there was a third building that, was, that wasn't connected. You had to go down to the ground floor and then go up and then there were a couple that were in buildings like a block away and you had to walk over there. So it it was a that was even worse um, back then. But now that's all in the same building, it's a, um, it's not so bad. Very well, cool. But it's still it's still if if you're on a different floor, if you have to get to a different floor and you only have five minutes, it you know it can get a little uh, little little tense right well i know how i mean i'm just sitting at home or at work just refreshing like uh the the toy websites and that even tires me out so i can't even imagine being (laughs) physically running right (laughs) um so so you guys announced or you had on display uh for for series six uh the vigo figure uh (laughs) which so you're you're gonna be moving on you're finishing up the ghostbusters one series with the select figures moving on to ghostbusters two which is uh which is so we can't even tell you how cool that is because 
as hardcore <laughs> Ghostbusters fans, like I think I like it more than the original Ghostbusters. Like <laughs> I think I've seen it more than Ghostbusters. So yeah, yeah. I'm extremely pumped for these. Yeah, and Jake, I think I probably have too. I grew up on silly. Ghostbusters. Yeah, exactly. I had it. I had it on VHS. <laughs> I was just watching it over and over. Yeah, yeah. It's it, certainly much more kid friendly than Ghostbusters. Yeah, many, yeah. So. And and Jake and Abby and I, we we talk all the time. I mean, Jake, you, I think you love Ghostbusters too, just as much as the first one, and you love those characters. Yeah. Yeah, I do. And it, and it wasn't even that long ago that, Craig, me and you were talking about um, how how much we wanted a lot, like, you know, a proper line of Ghostbuster 2 figures. Because it's just like, you know, the, the the variations of the of the costumes and just some of the ghosts in that movie are, are super fun. And, and, you know, after whatever, 25, 30 years or whatever, we've never had any, you know, cool figures of that Giannis. stuff. So. So yeah, it's yeah. I want a Yano's figure, and now I'm gonna get one. So <laughs> exactly. uh, yeah, so it's super awesome. You guys are putting that stuff out. Um, oh, thanks. Yeah, no, I I haven't been a huge you know. There, there's been a few figures out there, but I certainly haven't been a huge fan of necessarily what's been done from it. So I'm I'm excited mm-hmm. to, that we're gonna. Um, uh, as far as I know. Mayor Lenny is on the line plan, so I'm just excited for that. That's like my number one. <laughs> yeah, that's right there. That's amazing. Like we, we You're looking good, Mike. Yeah, exactly. We we I always thought a, a four pack from the first movie with with uh with Lenny and, and Mike and uh like the the police chief and the fire chief. Like I there might be like fifteen people in the world who would want that, but yeah. uh, we're definitely here. Yeah, we're um, buying them, so so you you have the mock up of Janos on display, which is amazing. Uh Peter McNichol an awesome actor and it's so cool we're finally going to get one of those mm-hmm. um and the the build the diorama uh the build a diorama for this series is going to be the uh the first level of the firehouse with the interchangeable signs which mm. is so, so cool like so cool. i mean it's the firehouse and it that it'll be in scale with the figures it's just it's just beyond cool we're very excited about that we went back and forth on on that for a for a little bit in, internally because um you know, I, I don't I don't really work on the product side of things, but if it's something you know, I, I'm a fan of it. I'm a you know pop culture junkie, so when uh, whenever you know something comes up where it's like, you know, there is a certain amount of line planning. You know, I, I do get occasionally get to weigh in and, and you know give my two cents on something, and um, and there was a you know a question about what what would be the best thing for, to do as a diorama, and there are other you know certainly um, you know more. Uh, I don't know how to how to phrase it. I guess you know there are dioramas that people have suggested you know that are definitely play a big role in the second movie. But in terms of things that are specific to the Ghostbusters and are very you know this is a Ghostbusters you know set you know it it, it it's, this it, this was kind of a no brainer um, especially you know since we didn't do it for the first one um, and and doing it in scale was important um, and and you know once you figure out that you want to do it in scale and how big that is and how many figures you know you think you can realistically do for the movie and how big how much room you have in the packaging then you know you figure out how much of that set you can really do and it, early conversations are like oh yeah we'll do the whole front of the building i'm like guys you're not going to be able to do the, the whole three <laughs> floors of the building. and um some people when they saw that we had the art there they're like oh so you're going to do the whole firehouse i'm like no we're not we're, right. we're not doing the whole firehouse that's that's you know that thing is a side it's a city block right. it's, yeah. it's, it's a very big building so um it's uh you know, uh, hopefully people, you know, when they see it, so the, uh, the picture that we posted of the paper, you know, diary, the cutout, that's that's actually in proportion and scale. So, I mean, it's um, that's real size. So hopefully people see that that's, you know, cool and impressive and, and that, you know, we, it's actually going to be a nice, pleasant change to be able to fit it on a, 
you know, two foot long stretch of shelf, as long as you got, you know, two feet of clearance above it. Right. Uh, as opposed to the rooftop where people had to go out and buy new furniture, uh, you know, to, to <laughs> rearrange find a place their to house. Play. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rearranged a little bit. Um, but it was worth it. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. I'm, and the, the temple diorama is great, but it, it's very wide, and that's not a complaint. It's just, uh, uh, it's just, it's a fact. It's, it's big. Big is good. Like, we are all playset junkies. I mean, we have this conversation all the time, like, you know, what was your favorite bat cave growing up? Or, you know, uh, the, the Ghostbusters firehouse versus the police Academy precinct. Mm -hmm. Um, that's more of like an internal dialogue that I have. Um, but, uh, and it's uh, not, and it's not even in scale, which people are, are, you know, very quick to point out to me that it's not, you know, that it's, it's, it's not actual size, which is, you know, it, to, to do it any bigger than that, obviously people would have been even more, you know, unsure where to put it. They would have had to give an entire room over to to the thing, and right. it's, right. Uh, it just it just wouldn't have been feasible. Um, so I think that I think the designers did a good job of scaling it to a point where it 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 worked for, you know, as a, as a display piece for those figures, even if it wasn't a realistically scaled environment. Absolutely. But I think it's um it's a it's a, it's a nice place to show off the figures and and recreate to a certain extent. Know, various scenes, even if they're not, you know, photorealistic. Well, I think the temple, of, you know, uh, the temple uh, for Ghostbusters, they took over like the biggest soundstage in Hollywood. So we're talking about like the entire roof of a building. Right. So, wow, I um, don't think I knew that. That's yeah. It, it was. Uh, There's some story about how like they used so much power that they basically had to shut down like half the studio uh, using all the generators. And uh, uh, <laughs> so yeah, it was big. It was very big. Right. Um, uh, I know it's early in production, uh, and you mentioned a Mayor Lenny figure for Series Two, obviously, or for Ghostbusters Two. We'll, I'm assuming we'll get the uh, the Ghostbusters. They seem to be a key part of the uh, Ghostbusters uh, action figure lines. Yeah. Um, do you guys? <laughs> there are Ghostbusters on this, right? <laughs> right exactly. Um, do you guys? Um, I, I I think I saw you in a post mentioned like you know a lot of the figures would be guessable of you know there's you know the Scolari brothers. I'm I'm sure maybe you guys are thinking about them. Um, and then maybe Dana and Lewis, uh, and, uh, Janine, who has a much different look yeah. in Ghostbusters too. So, uh, I would love to get one of those, but do you guys have, uh, any, anything else concrete or is it just kind of still wait and see? Um, I think there are still a couple of characters who are up in the air in terms of, uh, availability. Um, like, you know, whether, whether that's actually included, you know, the rights to those characters. Um, but uh, you know, we're definitely going to have, you know, at least, you know, three or four or five ghosts. Um, and, um, we're definitely going to have, you know, four go- the four ghostbusters in the gray. Um, uh, even though they only appear in that one montage, uh, in the movie, natural movie, we want to do them in the gray cause it's so visually distinctively different. Yeah. It's awesome. And, uh, uh, but uh, I think that you know we did do two alternate takes on the Ghostbusters in the in the in the first in the Ghostbusters one series. You know we did the slimed Peter and the uh, you know, end of shift Ray. But we're mm-hmm. so we'll probably see um, uh, at least a, you know a couple of variations on Ghostbusters in there as part of that series, um, just due to the fact that you know they do wear their brown costumes in one scene and there are the slime blowers which I think we want to try to incorporate mm. at some point so um, I don't know how much of it is 100% locked down right. but um, I would expect to see you know four to six Ghostbusters in, in over the course of the five waves cool. and then another you know um, four or five uh, uh, supporting characters and another four or five ghosts so I was joking I think that's, I think that's how it's going to shake down yeah and I was joking with Jake so uh, Mattel had put out the courtroom uh, you know, Egon, Peter, and Ray, and I told Jake, I was like, man, 
it's cool. I'm sure Diamond Select would knock those out of the park if we got courtroom figures, but I wanted to see the... Um, Razor Yeah, either them and their just casual suit wear right. from, from Razor Cult books, or I also brought up the, the construction Ghostbusters. Definitely. Yo, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. And, and then the that would other, be pretty cool. The other option was the when they're in the subway with the mm-hmm. uh, the yellow uh, subway gear with, and then Jake knocked it out of the park and says, "No, we need Egon, Ray, and Winston in their underwear." Slimed, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. That's so what I want. Really, yeah, um, the thermals. <laughs> but I'd be happy with just a uh, world of the psychic, you know, Peter and uh, something like that. I don't think I don't know how how I, I'm sure people will be disappointed. I, I don't know how we're going to go into the civilian looks for the guys right, in right. this in the main series maybe is very maybe is some sort of you know variant that's possible um you know we may even have some you know we uh, new tooling is is obviously preferable in all things but maybe there's something that we can do with uh, suited bodies we have obviously people we, we don't want to reuse stuff we try to make everything you know be based on the character's proportions and, and everything <laughs> yeah, like that. I sure. mean, the 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 the, ori- the body composition of all the four Ghostbusters in the first series, you know, uses some of them have shared, you know, shoulders or whatever, but there are different configurations of different parts to capture their different, you know, um, body types. Uh, so, you know, maybe as an exclusive, that might be something we could work out in terms of civilians. But I don't think you're going to see, at least right now, I don't know how many so if you're going to see civilian Ghostbusters in the main line. Right. Uh, but that's because there there are those uniform variants that I think. I think people would want to see more, right. um, and I think that mm-hmm. I think that would be more safe bets at uh, at the retail um, outlets that we're looking at. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, we we can have uh, fan daydreams as long as we want, but you guys have to date sell... night at the Sizzler, Peter, because that would be amazing. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> we're not going to be getting that. Right, right. Um, I mean, I think yeah. Of course, like at, for us, like we want a world of the psychic diorama with, with him and his two guests and a hairless cat. Yes, but, I was hoping know. for a hairless cat accessory. Um, but yeah, yeah. So, but it's just so cool you guys are going to do Ghostbusters 2. And then I've seen it mentioned a couple times. Um, but let, let me ask you this. So as far as, you know, Ghostbusters, we obviously got a new movie last year. Did you guys see, because um, you guys do not just the select figures. You've got, uh, you did all the mini mates, which mm-hmm. were going on for years. And then this year we got the Vinny mates, um, and you still have you know the Stay Puft Banks. Did you guys see a noticeable difference in sales when it came to Ghostbusters uh, over the last year, year and a half, because of the new movie, or is it kind of the same, you know, same as it's always been? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't have those sales figures. I don't know if we necessarily saw a spike in the in the sales of classic Ghostbusters stuff. You know. Um, which has been a perennial, you know, seller for us. I think even before there was much movement on the new movie, you know, we were selling our, our Ghostbusters Mini Mates, you know, box set, which we've been keeping in, in production, our four pack of the tan suits. Um, and, you know, the banks have been regular sellers for us. And, um, you know, the, we did some 2016 Mini Mates, which I, I don't think, you know, we're like big, huge uh, did blockbuster sales or anything? We like bought that. them. They did okay. <laughs> I've got them. No, they 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 were great. They're great. They're great mini mates. Um, yeah. But uh, I don't think that they were like you know hit out of the park. There's obviously a lot of other stuff going on with that movie um, mm-hmm. in terms of you know the fandom and and the criticism and and uh, and all that. I, I enjoyed mm-hmm. it for what it was. But yeah. um, uh, I, you know, I would have liked to have done more from it, more for from it. But uh, but we you know, we did the set of mini mates and, and that worked out for us. And then. 
Um, and then we were already on to the, we were already launching the the select action figure line. I don't know if we necessarily you know if the new movie affected our decision to do it. Uh, that would probably be a question for the president. I don't know if I've ever asked him if if this was something that he would have done anyway. I think it's something he's wanted to do for a while. Chuck Tercero, the president, is the you know champion of this whole thing, and it's a huge gotcha. undertaking. The whole the whole thing. And so he's he's been the one who's been making it happen. But um, you know, I think he's wanted to do figures for a while, and they just weren't available to us. You know, since we've had the Ghostbuster license, figures just weren't on the table. And I think once they became available, um, that it was something that he was going to do, whether there was a new movie or not. So very um, cool. I you know I I don't know if it's, it's if if we can say that that the the we sold more product because of the new movie um, but um, obviously we've we've created new products um, you know in the past year and year and a half that um, that we had never done before and that's right. that's going to change that's going to change you know the the visibility of all of our stuff mm-hmm. for the most part so you know I, I'd like to I'd like to see more of our big uh, uh, 23 inch Stay Puft banks uh, get out there into the wild. Um, they're they're uh, they're they're not selling as fast as I honestly thought they would. I thought they'd be sell an instant sellout, but uh, uh, we still have them. And I I think that if you're looking to complete a Ghostbusters diorama, a giant 23 inch Stay Puft mm-hmm. Marshmallow Man is a pretty good way to do it. And I think it's one of the best Stay Puft representations out there, honestly. If you oh, that thing. Yeah, we talk about that all the time. The Stay Puft face is super hard to nail. It's very simple, but like if you're off, you can. You really feel it, but this this bank is amazing. So uh, yeah. we have that. We got that. Yeah, and also yeah, I forget who sculpted it. Um, I forget the name of the sculptor, but it, compared to <laughs> some of the other large scale state puffs that have been done, I think it's it's yeah. head and shoulders above. I mean, Jake, we've talked about it. It's Com- cute compared cute. to the. Uh, I you know, hey, let me just I, shots fired. Zach's not saying this. <laughs> Craig is say, Craig is saying. This. I didn't want to. I didn't want to name any names. I just. I just, we I just have seen other ones, and I, I haven't, haven't been as impressed as I was with this one. And I could say that I didn't work on it or right, anything right. like that. It well, was, Jake, what you know, do you think of the... the original? Was sculpted before I worked here. So. Right. I, I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure in an earlier episode of, of our show, we probably spent I don't know way too long uh, talking about the differences of all the Stay Puft figures. And I and I have always maintained that the Diamond Select Stay Puft is the best looking Stay Puft. Like even in the the smaller banks, the the big the big one, it just looks like Stay Puft. And we we've talked about it before. Like we didn't we're like you know maybe there's just something so, so simple about the design that other people if they get it a little bit off it just makes the whole thing look wrong. But Diamond Select has got it down. Like yeah. it just Stay Puft looks good. Thank you. Thank and it also uh, what's good about the Diamond Select Stay Puft is it doesn't turn yellow. That is good. <laughs> uh, uh, I have again, heard that ours is a little blue. Uh, <laughs> our big one, we 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 may have gone a little overboard with the shading, but uh, but no, uh, no, I've heard some license. of the other. Reports. I like it. It looks great. Yeah. No, it's great. Um, well, so cool. So I wanted to talk about the Vinnie mates because those are really cool figures. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Did was that something you guys were working on for a while? Where you just wanted like what? What was the uh, were, were the Ghostbusters the first Vinnie Mates that came out, or were were those uh, was that line already happening? Uh, they were. They were not. the um, The Vinnie Mates idea came about when we, you know, we saw that there was a market for, you know, a, a ten dollar price point vinyl figure. You know, uh, obviously there's there's a couple of different ones out there, and and um, 
and one really huge one that does really amazingly well. And we're like, you know, what 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 is it about that those, that line that's so appealing? And it's is it the size, is it the price point? We're like, well, let's you know, let's see if we can come up with something that works for us. And I think we I think they'd been talking about doing some sort of vinyl figure for a long time. They've been tinkering around with different designs and um, you know concepts for for what it would look like. But um, but the Minimates brand has been around. You know, box figure style has been around since 2002. It's the 50th anniversary actually. So the um, so they they said, well, what 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 if we you know use that and you know make sort of like a you know a cute block figure you know that that's dynamically posed you know and mini mates are pretty posable but you know they went even farther and gave it like a, a very gave them very you know distinctive poses from you know whatever source material they come from mm-hmm. and and uh, we started off with Kevin Smith um, we had a great relationship with Kevin Smith so we did some stuff for his podcasts. Uh, and then we did uh, X Files, might have been the next one, and then Alien and Predator. All oh, right, uh, the Alien ones, right? Yeah, working yeah, with yes. Fox, and um, and then we started doing some of uh, we did Lost in Space, um, and now we started doing some of our Warner Brothers licenses. Um, we did some of the Disney stuff, Nightmare Before Christmas, and Alice Through the Looking Glass, and then Ghostbusters. Um, and the four guys are out now. We've done a couple of exclusives, like the slimed ones. We had one that was. Um, yeah, like Loot Crate got a slimed Peter out there, I think, and uh, I think uh, GameStop now is offering a slimed Ray, you know, like through one of their one of their um, rewards plans. Um, but uh, we're gonna do the slimed Econ and Winston, um, you know, through regular channels, and we're gonna do uh, the Slimer and Stay Puff that we just showed for the first time at uh, at New York Toy Fair. Um, and, and if they do well, we'll keep going. Uh, we have a lot of plans to expand the line. We just you know got all the DC. Um, movie, TV, comic, video game licenses, uh, all that whole package, everything pretty much and we're going to do those as Vinnie Mates um, we'd previously signed a bunch of Watchmen deals so we had the um, the Watchmen movie uh, and Iron Giant and Forbidden Planet and Elf and Beetlejuice mm-hmm. um, and cool. we're doing uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, the new Pirates of the Caribbean movie Dark Tower, Alien Covenant we're going to do Whoa. Um, it's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of crazy, a lot of, a lot of stuff. Stephen King and... fans here, so that's oh, excellent, cool. very cool, excellent. Yeah, no, we're we're doing a lot. Of, I think we're we have pretty much everything for Dark Tower. We're going to be doing action figures and um, Vinny Mate, Mate, and cool. those PVC figures news. we've been doing. Okay, cool. We've been doing those those nine inch like diorama statues, and we're going to do uh, two for those that too. Oh, I was going to ask you, but before we move away from um, Vin, Vinny Mates, I got to say. The Caddyshack line. I'm gonna finally, after 33 years on this earth, have a Ted Knight figure, and I am very excited about that. Um, I can't believe I didn't mention that in my whole list of listing off all the licenses. That's the one. I'm, that's probably the one I'm most excited about. I'm, I'm very excited about Caddyshack because there's just, never been anything for Caddyshack. No. There's only been like maybe a, a, a talking, a dancing gopher or something like right, that. Right, right. There's never been anything, and we're gonna do. Um, I think we're gonna do some mini mates for that too. But cool. right now, I think it's uh, we've just shown the Vinnie mates. Um, yeah, they're great. But the, we'd like we'd like to do more. I think we're hoping that the Vinnie Mates do well, and because um, it is, you know, it's 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 the only thing that exists for that movie. And it's it's just you know it's like, uh, you know, we, we we like it when we can do something first that nobody's ever done before. And it, right. we, we're lucky enough to have done it a few times, but this is this is, uh, well, this is a big was, one for me. So I was freaking out about the the Mallrats select figures. I mean, I was about as excited yes. as you can get. We're big Kevin Smith fans too. 
Uh, I mean, if it if it came down to Caddyshack select figures, I, I would be uh, I would be the first in line for those too. Uh, there's just uh, you know you can do a, a country a club uh, yeah. diorama. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I think it's a, I think those are definitely a longer shot. Um, but uh, but I, I I'd certainly buy the heck out of them. I'm right. just happy to have anything anything that's Rodney Dangerfield. So oh, so I'm, I'm fine with the Vinnie Mates. Action figures would be obviously great. Yeah. But if we can do the Vinnie Mates and then like go on to Caddyshack two, then oh. I, that would be that would be even the best. Oh, like a Dan uh, that was another one of those. Whoa. Yeah, that was yeah. the sequel. That was, like that and Ghostbusters two. Those were the the Dan Aykroyd movies that I I had on on a loop when I was a kid. Very Caddyshack nice. two and Ghostbusters two. Um, what? So you've been in the toy industry a long time. Um, so you were an editor for Toy Fair magazine, correct? Uh, for a while, yeah, yeah. Cool, I was there. Cool. For, I was at the magazine for like eight years, but I started out as a copy editor, um, and then I was an associate editor. And I was photographer, and uh, I worked on Twisted Toy Fair Theater. And uh, when I when I left, I was editor, and I got out of the toy industry for a little while, but I got dragged back in. Yeah, I mean, Toy Fair. I missed that magazine. I, I wish that we had a proper uh, monthly toy magazine, and that's what fueled my. I was telling these guys. Um, in like eighth grade, I started collecting uh, Jack's WWF figures, and toy, I mean, just Toy Fair magazine. That was it. Like mm-hmm. the Price Guide, would uh, the, the twist, you know, the the little comic strips, um, and then that's where I found out. Like every month, there'd be something about Jay and Silent Bob, and I remember just being like, "What? Who is this? Right. What is Jay and Silent Bob?" To like, <laughs> I like it a led bit, on to the crazy yeah, things, I right? had a Best Buy gift card, and I went and bought Dogma and Clerks, and I was like, "I think these are like indie movies or something. I don't know what <laughs> these are." And then, you know, like, uh, but that's so cool that you've been in the industry uh, or around the industry so long. Have you have you seen a change? Like, what what's different about collectors now or the toy industry in general than, than maybe 15 years ago? Or are there significant differences? Uh, you know, I mean, I working at a magazine and I didn't have like a you know we had we we developed we were, we were just really starting to have a website and um, you know forums. Uh, back then, I mean, I'm sure there were, there were tons of forms, but I wasn't necessarily on them because I, I I worked for a print magazine. So we got letters from people, you know, and they would be, you know, like, you know, lines that people would want to see, and you know, a lot of wish listing and stuff like that. So in, in many ways, it was a lot like, you know, it is now. But it was hard to really gauge how, you know, excited and obsessive, you know, um, toy collectors could be, aside from just how obsessive we were in our own office, right. um, and how and how obsessive the other press people that we knew. You know, just from going to different toy, you know, events, you know, uh, it was hard to really, you know, compare what we knew about fandom back then to what we know about fandom now because we just know so much. I just know so much more now, more than I ever wanted to know. But uh, <laughs> right. it, um, it's, uh, it's, you know, it was, it was. I think the, I think you know, the product quality has obviously increased across the board. But um, you know, people, there were still plenty of companies trying crazy things. I think there were a lot of, there was a. There was one company that that threw out so many crazy. I think it was uh, N two toys or WB toys. I think they later became. And they they had so many great licenses at one toy fair, and then and then none of them ever came out. But I remember like going to a showroom where there was, you know, their second series of Mad Max figures and not uh, Nocturnals action figures from the comic books, and there was like mummy action figures that never got made, and and other other crazy stuff that that uh, Fifth Element those figures never came out. Mm. I mean, uh, it, it's. Going there and like seeing all these things that never saw the light of day. I don't think that happens as much anymore. I think nowadays there's a lot more. I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot more. I don't know. I'm, I think. I think there's still plenty of companies that put out that don't don't end up shelving stuff for whatever reason. We've certainly right. shelved a few things in our time, but um, 
I think nowadays, I think people, companies either are better at getting their stuff, you know, through the different channels, you know, the online retail, you know, sellers and direct sales and stuff like that to, to make something happen, you know, or to at least know how to make it happen beforehand. Uh, whereas back in the day, there weren't as many options in terms of online retailers, Amazon, you know, um, I don't think I, I don't know when Amazon really hit it big, but I don't think it was certainly at all a big thing back when I was working for the magazine in the early 2000s. But it's uh, it's certainly the game has certainly changed. All the retailers that used to carry that stuff are all gone now. You know, um, uh, uh, Tower Records and and things like that. Yeah, right. uh, Spencer Gifts has certainly doesn't sell as much stuff as they used to. KB right. Toys. Um, Okay. KB, oh uh, yeah, you know, yeah, um, it's a, uh, it's, it's certainly, I mean, it's a completely different market from back when I was, you know, you know, covering back when I started, you know, started covering the industry. Right. Um, but uh, you know, a lot of the companies that were still, you know, a lot of the companies are gone, but a lot of them are still here. Yeah, um, you know, and Jake, I remember, uh, you know, oh, I'm sorry, keep going. No, go ahead. No, no I, I, I don't gonna, even know where we, I was going to go. No, you're good. We were talking about the retailers, and uh, Jake lives. Uh, so we're in Atlanta, and Jake's in Valdosta. Which is a couple hours south of Atlanta, and uh, he's—you guys still have a Fye that carries tons of toys, like new stuff. <clears throat> like I haven't been into an Fye in forever, but I think they carry Diamond Select, don't they? Have those? Don't they carry the Ghostbusters line there, Jake? Yeah, there's a—they—they uh, they have some stuff in there. The Fye actually, they're—they're they're pretty good with um with carrying new figures and stuff, which is. It almost seems crazy that we even have the Fye to begin with, but <laughs> yeah, uh, want good stuff. That's where I—that's where I go. Right. Yeah, I don't know if I have an Fye by me. Uh, I used to go into one all the time and always looked at the new, new stuff they had there. But um, no, I think they're definitely a big buyer of our stuff. Um, Hastings used to be, obviously, uh, not not anymore. But um, but Fye, um, uh, Barnes and Noble actually carries a lot of their stuff. They've been, our stuff. They've been expanding their, you know, their merchandise and toy offerings in recent years. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. GameStop is a is a big chain that carries our stuff. Um, we've um, obviously had a long. Uh, rich relationship with Toys R Us. Their collector aisle has been very good to us in terms of stocking different things, including exclusive, which is and uh, uh, you know more basic versions of some of our select figures. And um, Walgreens is a new um, new one for us, uh, relatively oh, wow. new. We've been wow. doing an exclusive Marvel Marvel line of Mini Mates there, based on the animated series, um, Ultimate Spider-Man and Avengers Assemble, and, and they've they've been offering that for uh, almost a couple of years now, and it's. That's that's great, and we're going to do more with them in the future with some other lines. So that's exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. That's Very awesome. Cool. Um, yeah, I know Walgreens has a better toy selection than other uh, pharmacies. So definitely, last year when I was on the hunt for a lot of the uh, Black Series, yeah, the Star Wars, the, a lot of the Hasbro stuff. Um, I was I was hitting Walgreens all the time. Yeah. So now find some diamonds, find some mini mates at Walgreens. <laughs> yeah. I'll be totally down for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, they, they, the buyer there has definitely been expanding their toy. Uh, aisle with a lot of exclusives, um, uh, not just with us, with a, a lot of other companies, and um, and yeah, I could definitely definitely better than than the CVS toy section. I could definitely say oh, that. Man. definitely. There's nothing if you're a kid. And... Silly putty slinkies. <laughs> I don't need it. No <laughs> yeah. Army men. I need some army men. Yeah. Oh, get army so men? I would like some <laughs> nondescript toys to go with my nondescript generic medicines. Action fig- action heroes. <laughs> right. Um, so, you guys do a lot of Back to the Future stuff too. Yes, yes. Uh, we we have certainly over the years. Uh, we're you know we we kind of hit our we we kind of peaked with our with the 30th anniversary last year. We put out a lot. Uh, brought back Minimates. 
Um, we did a special anniversary electronic car. We've been making the electronic cars for a long time. Right. Um, but we still have a couple of electronic cars we're going to be putting out. Where we're, we had done the exclusive hover one, and that's going to be and they're available everywhere. Um, we're going to offer that to everybody. And then um, we're going to do a frosted version of that, similar to our 30th anniversary frosted Mark One car, the, the non-hover mode. And uh, we're going to do Vinimates. So we had the we have the two that are up for pre-order now, the, the the Movie One, Doc and Marty, and then we showed at the show Movie Two, Doc and Marty, which are, are very cool. Because cool. Marty's got his foot up on a skateboard in both of them, and he's got his foot up on a regular skateboard in the first for the first movie, and he's got his foot up on the hover skateboard for the second movie, which is uh, which is neat. Cool. I, I, I think they both came out really, all four of them came out really great. That's awesome. Whenever we have uh, discussions about what is our most wanted action figure lines, uh, it always circles back to Back to the Future. Back to Back to the Future. Um, could you shed some light on why no company's ever been able to put out? I mean, I think I know a little bit, but it would be nice to have a kind of a definitive answer of why there's never been uh, a movie line of uh, articulated action figures in Back to the Future. Because it it feels like it'd be ripe for it. Like it would be successful whoever put them out. Um, so there's got to be a reason why that hasn't happened. It seems like it would, and it's certainly a frequent request we get. Um, I the only thing I can think of, and I haven't had any long conversations with the president about it, but I, my I think my understanding is that, you know, every every movie is different, and every contract is different. You know, with the actors, um, you know, uh, so even you know with a movie like Ghostbusters, some actors don't have you know haven't licensed their likeness for merchandise, and some have. Uh, you know they still have approvals, but they but they you know are they they are it's part under their contract that they that they can, their likenesses can be used for merchandise. Um, and I I my only my only understanding of that is that for back to the future that isn't the case um, that there is no merchandise you know um, uh, licensing um, likeness rights you know attached. Um, that uh, maybe the licensing itself is more complicated due to you know the the production companies involved. I really don't know, but I think it. <laughs> I think it has to do with with getting the likeness rights of the individual actors, which right. I assume is not part and parcel of the of the movie. So we've done you know non likeness figures like the mini mates and the right. mini mates, and we've mm-hmm. done vehicles and um, you know we've done some glassware you know which has you know some scenes from the movie on it. But in terms of actually doing a likeness figure, I think that that just um, I think it's a question of how much time and I assume additional money you want a company wants to invest in acquiring each and every one of those likeness rights. Right. Um, right. and that's and that's uh that's a lot of people. Even if you just do all of all of the uh I guess if you just got um Michael J. Fox you could do twelve different Marty McFly <laughs> right. relatives. Um, Which we would buy. Do the whole family. All of them. Um yeah. but uh yeah I, I didn't really think about that. Any character you do you could probably do five different versions of them from all the different timelines. Right, right. Correct. Um it seems it seems like if you want to do any one one timeline in any sort of com- completion, it's it's a uh, it's going to be a lot of individual you know deals you got to sign, and that's you know it's I'm sure it's cost prohibitive. It's going to you know raise the, the amount of money you have to charge for your toys just to just to pay all the royalties. But um, it's also just a lot of manpower and, and oh, investing yeah. and uh, time and, and you know putting together these contracts and negotiating and and all that. And I'm, I'm sure that every every actor is going to have different preferences, and some of them may not even want to go through the motions of doing it. Some of them may not care. 
Right. And that and that's uh, what I figured. You know, I mean, I I figured that if if it could have easily been done, it would have uh it would have already probably been done. Um cuz you do we hear I collectors think. talk about that stuff all the time. Um and J- yeah. I mean, uh Jake, you're a giant Jaws fan. You've got one of the best Jaws yeah. collections and there's never been proper figures from Jaws because of just that the likeness right same thing yeah, yeah likeness what, what, is, what is in a jaws collection I, a I'm jaws very, I, I, there isn't a lot of merchandise <laughs> uh i mean there's there's a lot of older merchandise that you wouldn't even think but just like a lot of weird stuff mainly um you know some some props uh there there are some companies and some some uh independent people who have done you know uh bust statues like replicas of the shark stuff like that but um Man, back when Jaws came out, there was there weren't toys, but there was Jaws everything. Like Jaws, you yeah. know, yo-yos, rings, just like everything. And I'll buy anything that has Jaws on it. So it's I a it's a it's a weird collection. Yeah, I had no idea they merchandised it so much back in the day. Yeah, yeah. there was a lot of mm-hmm. stuff. Um, yeah, Jake has a Jake has an amazing Jaws collection, and uh, I'm pretty jealous of. He has a production used barrel. There it uh, is. Which is kind of your centerpiece. Wow. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. <laughs> so it's special, yeah. It is. It's a special. So yeah, but there's never been figures, and I, I think it. I think there's it has no to figures. Do with yeah. Universal not having the the like they don't own the rights to those characters, mm-hmm. uh, or not the characters, but the uh, the actors. Or so. Robert Chow, exactly. Um, yeah, that that's interesting. Um, but you know what? We're getting tons of great stuff, so it really doesn't matter. Um, another thing I saw you guys so um. Zach, are you guys doing select... I know you're doing select figures for Guardians of the Galaxy based on the comics, but are you doing uh, the movie figures as well? Yes, we're doing we're doing a couple. We, um, we do have that comic series that's out now. Um, it's shipping to Disney stores this month, um, but it's on DisneyStore.com and MarvelStore.com. It's, um, it's you know, all comic-based Guardians. But the, we're going to do a movie Star-Lord with Rocket pack-in figure and we're gonna do a movie drax with a baby groot pack-in mm-hmm. figure and uh we showed star lord at with his mask on at um new york toy fair uh i think we're still finalizing that one but um drax wasn't quite ready yet okay. uh, but i think we're i don't think they're going to be out for the movie necessarily but I, I i'm pretty sure they'll be out this summer they're both up for pre-order now so we're just trying to finalize that that stuff right there we did show off the homecoming spider-man too but there will definitely be um those those two figures with the pack-in figures for Guardians, cool. the movie. And, and then I wanted to bring up these um, these PVC statues, they're like 10-inch statues from Guardians of the Galaxy. They're, they're like, just about yes. perfect. They're yeah. unbelievable. I'm like obsessed with them. So I'm going to get them all. <laughs> oh, so Yeah, I'm a huge thank Guardians you. of the Galaxy. Yeah, no, they, yeah fans. So very, they're very really well good done. looking. Um, thank you. The, the Marvel Gallery line is, um, you know, it, it's, uh, it's the latest expansion of our of our nine inch PVC figure series. So uh, we started off doing um, independent comics characters like Dawn um, and Kabuki and um, uh, Taro. And uh, then we sort of expanded to our own our original like fairy tale characters. Um, mm-hmm. And it was called Femme Fatales back then. And then um, we started doing characters from TV and movies like Star Trek um, and uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. And uh, along the way, we shifted. We started to introduce not only some male characters um, for Batman, the animated series, um, but also um, some characters who weren't necessarily femme fatales. Um, you know, we started off. You know, femme fatales started off like for DC. It started off being like uh, 
Talia al Ghul, who's a femme fatale, mm-hmm. and Poison Ivy. But then, you know, we were introducing other characters like Batgirl, who weren't necessarily femme fatale. Yeah. So then we segued into sort of the DC DC gallery, became um, our Batman animated series and Justice League and Superman line, and um, and then Marvel gallery we launched um, with Captain Marvel and uh, Jane Foster Thor, and uh, we started introducing the male characters into that as well, Spider Man and Hulk. And uh, the first movie one we did was Ant Man. And then um, we had a Black Panther there at the show, too. Um, but the Guardian series is the first time we've actually tried to build a movie team um, using that format. So, uh, And those came out fantastic. I saw them for the first time at the show. I didn't even know we were doing them. Yeah. So that's that's the fun thing about Toy Fair for me is that I get I still get surprised. You know, even <laughs> when, I, when I was press, I would walk in and I'd be surprised, you know, in every booth. But, uh, but uh, here at the company, I'm still, like, opening up boxes and being like, I didn't know we were doing this. Right. <laughs> um, they look great. And then the price point. They're like forty five bucks. Extremely reasonable, right? Yeah, it's awesome. So, um, really, really cool. Um, before we uh, we'll wrap up here in just a few. Uh, like I said, we really appreciate you having you on. What is the? Oh no problem. Yeah, yeah. What is the um, the status of the Ecto One? Um, are you guys still doing? It's not scale with the select figures, but it's um, a bigger Ecto One, correct? It's um, all of our electronic cars so far have been about one fifteenth scale. Okay. The Knight Rider, the back, the DeLorean, the um, the Munster Coach. Um, so th- this one should be the same. Um, it's still in development. I think. It's, I don't think we're not in a huge rush to get it out. The action figure line. We want to maintain the momentum with that. And this right. isn't necessarily a companion piece to it. I mean, I'm sure it could work in a display, but it's obviously going to be much smaller. It's more, you know, the scale of like a three and three quarter inch action figure. Okay. So we'll, we're, we're still working on it in the background, but it's not, um, you know, not a high, high priority, but it's something that we work on, you know, consistently and regularly. And, um, and uh, we also want to do one for the Minimates line too. Um, cool. So we'll at some point we'll eventually have some more Ghostbusters Minimates releases, hopefully to 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 pair with that. Cool. And then um, I have to bring this up because I've seen it mentioned a couple times, and you've been a little bit more forthcoming on the message boards. Uh, real Ghostbusters, you guys did the Minimates, and if the select line continues to uh, to do well, you did say there is a chance we could get some real Ghostbusters figures, which. We all would be foaming Giddy at the mouth for. for. Yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, no, any anything is possible. Um, I'd I'd certainly love to to see that because I've certainly watched every episode growing up. But um, uh, you know, it, it, right now we're focused on Ghostbusters two. It's not like we have uh, on the calendar after Ghostbusters two. We've written, you know, we haven't even penciled in RGB or anything like that. Right, it's just, right. it's just, you know, a po- it was something that was discussed, you know, thrown around like, hey, wouldn't it be cool to do this? And we opted to, you know, stay with Ghostbusters two for for the follow-up but it's still something that is definitely possible i think we still have the rights to it um and uh you know i, I hope that uh, ghostbusters 2 does so well that after ghostbusters 2 we're we're looking for something to do and it's that but uh we'll we'll see how it goes and um i i'm i'm very curious how that would work out uh what what what, what a line of rgb figures would look like yeah i mean there's just I'm so sure much we, you I'm can sure, do yeah the the the, the, the mini mate line was so much fun, you know, with all the different ghosts in it, Sandman and yeah. uh, Boogeyman and uh, Sam Hain, and I would just love 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 to see really good mm-hmm. action figures of those guys. But yeah, yeah, um, you know, um, I, I'll keep I'll keep bugging the <laughs> Chuck and the, the president and telling him what I want to see him, and you know, hopefully, um, GB two is the success that uh, I think we all think it will be. 
Um, we so appreciate that. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Keep bugging him. Just tell him that the people at Yes Have Some want it, and, and he'll be like, what, what does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, get a, we get a lot of requests, or, or, or a couple people keep requesting it a bunch of times, one uh-huh. or the other, but it's, uh, it's definitely something we get a lot of letters about. Cool. Very cool. Um, well, before before I let you go, I do want to ask you because you you are a, a self proclaimed uh, pop culture junkie. What? Because uh, we're all diehard collectors and we collect Diamond Select and all sorts of other stuff. What kind of stuff? Uh, what What do you collect? Do you collect mostly toys or you know props? Um, what What, what uh, tickles your fancy? You know, I um my the thing I love about toys is that they're you know affordable artwork. Um, uh, so so I don't go in for the higher end stuff. Um, you know, I have a couple of you know pieces that I've I've gotten for photography for uh, you know that that we make, which are nice. Um, but um, you know, I love I love the mini mates. I love the little the the smaller figures. I have you know a lot of the old um, you know uh, serial pack in figures from the Disney Afternoon from back in the 1980s. Oh yeah, and, yeah. Um, one one of my favorite lines from um, from when I was a kid, which I didn't have when I was a kid, but I discovered later with um, after realizing that they, they existed was cops. Um, the central Ooh. organization of police specialists. Yeah, yeah you're um, I was I was a big <laughs> yeah I was a big Marvel guy for a while before I started Diamond. I was collecting you know Marvel Legends and um, you know the Muppets line and all that stuff. So now I now I, I get the Diamond Select toys Muppets and I get the, the Diamond Select, the Marvel Select figures and yeah I, I basically collect Diamond Select toys now, um, which is so I'm I'm my my my. Uh, my my interests are still pretty diverse, but they're all made by the same company. So. Right. Well, you guys um, make. But so I still I still stuff. love getting the vintage stuff when I can at garage sales and you know mm-hmm. inexpensive finds. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I like to rescue them. I like same. to rescue them and make sure they have a good home. Right. There's nothing worse when you you go to a flea market and you just see a bunch of old you know Kenner real Ghostbusters or like Cops or Police Academy or when they're like mismatched, yeah. and like mislabeled, you know you got to dirty them up. and right. you got to save them. You got to save those old toys. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, well, um, I wanted to fit in one last question um, because I forgot to mention it earlier. You guys, when you did, were doing the Back to the Future props a couple years ago, uh, the prop replicas, those were really like you did the flux capacitor, you did Mr. Fusion. Um, those were awesome. Those are like unbelievable toys. I know they're a little bit more higher end, a little bit more expensive. Do you guys have the rights for Ghostbusters props? And is that something you would uh, consider doing or have at least talked about? Uh, it's certainly been asked, and I think the answer is that we don't actually have those rights for the Ghostbusters props. I believe they are held elsewhere, okay. uh, Ghostbusters prop rights. Uh, if they ever became available, I'm sure it's something that we'd certainly consider or look at, especially if the Ghostbusters sales on our other stuff continues to do well. Um, but uh, right now, I, as far as I know, they're not available to gotcha. us. Um, but if that changes, uh, you know, I, I think it's, you know, never say never. It's uh is, is what Chuck likes to say. So I think it's um, it's definitely something that we would consider. Um, we had you know we had good luck with the Back to the Future stuff, and uh, I don't really know if we've done a lot of prop replicas recently. The role play for Star Trek is also a regular you know yeah popular thing for us. So if, we get, so if we can make mm-hmm. a if we can make a, a, a you know an affordable replica of Ghostbusters stuff you know along the lines of the Star Trek you know maybe less like Star Trek and less like Back to the Future and more like Star Trek and I think that would be a mm-hmm. I think that would be a great way to go because I, I think there totally is that, that. I think that there is that mirror, market yeah. out there Very cool Yeah cool Cool Well uh man I really appreciate you coming on um our listeners will definitely uh 
love everything that we talked about. Well, can, let's just talk about what I just said. Our listeners are going to love us <laughs> after this. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, we appreciate you taking your time and uh, filling us in. And we're, we're definitely going to be on the lookout uh, for all this new stuff. Um, before you take off, do you want to, uh, where can people find you? Do you have Twitter? What's the best way to reach out, uh, interact with you? Um, if you want people to, if you don't, we'll just tell them to stay away. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Um, I'm, I'm always on our, uh, Twitter collect DST and, um, our Instagram is also collect DST. Um, and then Facebook, we're just uh, slash diamond select toys. Um, where I'm always posting stuff on those three places. Uh, I have a Instagram that's Zach Oat, Z-A-C-H-O-A-T. And, uh, I also am on Twitter under that too. Um, although I probably do the Instagram more. Uh, and, uh, you know, we have the website at diamondselecttoys.com where a lot of this stuff is up for order. And, uh, we have a blog at artasylum.com where we post, uh, you know, news updates and ship dates, updates. We have a whole ship date list that uh, you can check out to see when stuff is coming up. Awesome. Cool. Cool. Very cool. Well, very cool. We really appreciate you coming on, and uh, hopefully, yeah, once these select figures start rolling out, maybe later in the year you can come back on and fill talk us... about the RGB figures. Yeah, talk about those real Ghostbusters Can't figures. Wait. <laughs> gonna be right around the corner. No, I'm happy happy to come back whenever. All right. Cool. Well, thanks, Zach. We really appreciate it, man. Thanks, man. All right, thank you. Thanks, dude. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody. There it is. Our interview with Zacho from Diamond Select. Uh, Thank you, thank you, thank you so much to him. Uh, we really appreciate him taking some time to answer our questions. And, uh, man, what a nice guy. Yeah, there was some yeah. good stuff in there, some tidbits. Yeah, man, we good got some. Stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited about this Ghostbusters 2. Uh, mm-hmm. Dark Tower, Steve McCain stuff. Yeah. Oh, Dark Tower figures? Yeah. Big reveal, right? Uh, Vinnie Mates? Mm-hmm. All sorts of stuff. Maybe some real Ghostbusters figures? Possibly. Um, yeah, that'd be it's going to be Let's good. Let's keep lobbying for those um, in a polite yeah. way. It's just nice to know <laughs> that other like hardcore toy collectors are out there. Like they have like respectable jobs at toy companies. Yeah. And for what he said, the right. president of the company seems like he's a fan of Ghostbusters too. So they think they have their heart in the right place. So. Yeah. Chuck, there's uh, if you go to their blog, um, I think once a month they do like kind of an open forum Q and a with Chuck from diamond select. And uh, like Zach was saying, they're super open and honest and uh, I didn't go into this much detail talking to him because I wanted to be respectful. But if you go on the GB fans boards, these people give him such a hard time in mm-hmm. the collectibles forum. People were like, the articulation sucks. The paint jobs suck. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, guys, calm down. These are $25 toys, $15 toys at Toys R Us. Like, and they are of exceptional quality, especially yeah. at that price point. Mm-hmm. Like. People just need to calm down. We're getting Ghostbusters merchandise. It looks good. We're getting a firehouse facade that's mm-hmm. going to be scale with Janos and Vigo. And mm-hmm. You had me at Janos. So, yeah. There it is. That's the name be of the, the episode. episode. There it is. I knew it. <laughs> Here it is. You had me at Janos. Got at the end. Um, but, yeah, so we really appreciate everybody listening, checking it out. Um, and, as always, check us out on yeshavesomecast.com iTunes, uh, search Yes Have Some, leave us a five-star review. It helps us a ton. Mm-hmm. And then we, um, yeah, Facebook.com slash Yes Have Some Cast, Twitter and Instagram, at YHS Podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, come hang out. Let us know what, what's going on in your life. Yeah. Because we like to know. We like to interact. Yeah, stay tuned for the Stanley Hotel uh, podcast, yes. Hotel Cast. Mm-hmm. It's coming up, mm-hmm. Hotel Cast. It's going to be big. Um, be and huge. then, Jake, if all goes according to plan, we'll be... Working on our blueprints for the the Danfrontation. Yes. Yep. Yep. We got a that going. Um, cool. 
And I'll, I, I kind of want to expand that, like, not just a Dan Aykroyd ride, but a, a Dan, gift shop. A gift shop. Well, yeah, you come out in the Dan Aykroyd gift shop. You want you want to do, like, a whole section of the park, right? Exactly. Like, you have yeah. Marvel Land, you have, like, uh, uh-huh. Star Wars Land, and then you have Dan Aykroyd Land. So so is every ride then? Okay. Because this, be, this could be good. So is every ride... You got the roller coaster. <laughs> it's never where... open, though. It's always in production. <laughs> It's I was going to say, is that the ride up. where you get on and then it just never goes anywhere? You just, you just sit. You, you sit on it for you sit on it for twenty five years and then they tell you to just get off. Then they like hand you a really cool drawing of like concept art. And you're like, wait, this looks amazing. There's but then you have to leave. There's just a sign in front that says "coming this spring." <laughs> so yeah. John Candy's there. He's like, sorry, folks. If every ride, though, is based on a ride that already exists, so is there going to be like, is there going to be like a Jaws version where just a giant hit of Dan Aykroyd comes out of the water and tries to eat you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a cone head. I like that. <laughs> it's, it's sharp. It's very pointy. But you're not on the Orca. You're just on a subway sub. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. That's amazing. He just pops out of the water and he's just like, "We are from France." <laughs> that would be good. Um, I don't really and that then one. you'd know there'd be a house of blues there. Definitely. For sure. For sure. You can also check your blood pressure, like Walgreens. That's, that's just a whole ride. Those, those are just all around the, the line is not as long for that one. You can sit, you can actually eat, like if there's not anywhere to, to sit down when you've got instead your lunch. Of, instead of photo booths, there's blood, uh, blood pressure machines. Very cool. And then, um, yeah, and then, of course, don't forget the um, the My Girl the My Girl live experience. Oh, God. Where you just, you just walk into a room and there's a bunch of bees in there? Yeah, you get to, like, paint the makeup on a corpse. Is that dark? It's fun. Doesn't have a glass. I'm just thinking of, like, the, 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 Holly, the Hollywood horror show where they like, somebody in this audience is going to die today from an allergic reaction to bees. Oh! oh my god! Oh man! I did not know the oh. ending to that movie when I first saw it. I cried so hard. Uh, oh, that would be good. That would be really god. good. That's good. Um, and uh, fuck that! I, I want that <laughs> theme park. And uh, and That's I, I and I. Speaking of theme parks, thinking of thing, uh, things we love, I do want to say, and I dedicate this episode, and I dedicate our entire podcast to uh, Bill Paxton. Yeah. He passed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't want to bring it up at the top of the show because it's such a bummer. Yeah. Uh, but Bill Paxton, uh, an amazing actor. Uh, he you know, Other actors just have like amazing things to say about him, like so laudatory. He seems so real and so nice. And he's so many iconic roles. Like Twister was such a huge part of my childhood. I was watching it on VHS today, and we watched it on DVD like the night that, you know, or whatever it was the day that he passed. It was... It sucks, man. He's a really cool fucking dude, so he will be missed. He was he will sure. be missed and like I think we were just talking like we've talked about Twister a lot over the last couple months on the podcast. Um right. it's a movie we all love. Obviously, Aliens, Apollo thirteen, uh, Titanic, Tombstone, all these amazing movies and uh, uh, Big Love, which I haven't seen but apparently is amazing. Apparently is amazing. Uh, just a lot of respect to him and uh, 
hey, we're gonna keep, you know, we're gonna keep watching Twister. We're gonna keep loving it because, and Do you know, twist, yeah. and Jake, we talked about supposedly there was a rift between him and Helen Hunt at some point, um, right? But I thought it was really classy. Uh, the the day he died, she tweeted out and she said he acted his heart out and he made that movie that much better. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you go watch the movie. The rift is because she doesn't sign the papers. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, it's, she's she she she's definitely in the wrong. That whole movie. clearly, like she should. There was an entire page that she neglected to sign. You know why? She didn't even see it. Yeah. I am happy. I'm a happy person. All sorts of neat stuff. <laughs> it's just so good. It's just so good. So uh, we'll miss him, and we'll keep watching those movies. And uh, and uh, yeah, to all of our other favorite actors, please uh, don't die. Because it yeah, sucks. It sucks yeah. to lose your your heroes and the people you look up to. Right. So, um, but Danfrontation. Danfrontation is what it. we really need. Saving Grace. And uh, if Universal Studios has any class, they will reopen the Twister ride. Um, and if they need to do a yes. Dan Aykroyd Twister ride, where instead of a tornado, <laughs> it's just uh, uh, you know something else Dan Aykroyd related. Just, that I'm just floating <laughs> right now. Blues Brothers Blue, it dancing. Just Blues Brothers. Sure. Uh, okay. You know, maybe two wild and crazy guys showing up to your town, causing a ruckus. I think we've exhausted it. Yeah, yep. that's the same cow. It's done. It's done. All right. Cool. Well, tune in to Yes Have Pod- uh, Yes. Yes Have Podcast. What, we- yes, have what podcast. is it? Uh, yes, have a podcast. Uh, tune in next week. We'll talk about uh, some more uh, fanciful things uh, the, in the Steve Martin themed uh, theme park that we're going to be starting. Yep. And uh, we'll go from there. Um, cool. Anything else, guys? That's, That's it. That's yep, good. this was good. The whole thing. Wait, yep. did I just say Steve Martin? Yeah, I meant yeah. that was like the father yeah. of the bride uh, <laughs> experience. Yeah, we're, we're, it's got yeah. It's so done. It's so done. It's just so over. Stick a fork in it. We'll see you next week at the Stanley Hotel. All right. Bye, everybody. Good night. Bye, guys.